Hello, 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 hello. Happy Wednesday. My voice is so hoarse today. I had a very busy week of socializing, not to brag or anything. Um, And I think I just wasn't using proper breath support, which, you know, is important. If you have been socializing all week and then your voice sounds like smelly cat, smelly cat, Lisa Kudrow, Buffy Buffet, (laughs) Phoebe Buffet, (laughs) oh my God, then you're not supporting your voice. You're not speaking properly. And I should know better. But it's okay, because I am heading to a cottage, and I intend to not talk very much at all. No, that's a lie. I'll be playing so many board games. I'm going to be talking so much. But I'm sure that the relaxation my body and my mind and my heart will be experiencing will rub off on my voice, and I will sound much more normal when I come back. I think this cottage is coming, like, at the perfect time. Because you know what? It's been a rough couple past weeks, and I think being with the sun and loved ones and eating and playing games, I think, will be wonderful for my heart. And also, oh, I almost forgot, I bought a book specifically to read at the cottage. And it's the book that Georgia Mappin recommended the last Liquid Courage episode two weeks ago. It's the book that the Apple TV Plus series Silo was based after. And the first book, so it's a trilogy, and the first book is called Wool by Hugh Howie. I always want to call him Howie Hughes. Howie Hughes, isn't that a cute name? Howie Hughes. Anyway, that's not his name. His name is Hugh Howie. Anyway, the story is post-apocalyptic, very like like the book's Hunger Games or Divergent or Chaos Walking. So I am very excited to just dive into that and drink coffee on a dock and have sun in my eyes and breathe in fresh air and hear all the nature stuff. Oh, it's going to be so nice. Oh, I did also recently see the movie Cocaine Bear that Elizabeth Banks directed, and it is wild. It is hard to describe. It is so strange and wow. And I definitely made the mistake of not watching something like lighthearted before bed because I just had the most messed up dreams afterwards. <laughs> it was I did that also. My partner and I were binge watching a bunch of the new season of The Witcher. Witcher? The Witcher? I think it's just Witcher. <laughs> Big mistake not watching something lighthearted before bed. Then my dreams are just so messed up. I wonder if this book is going to mess up my dreams too. Maybe I should bring a happy little comic book or something with me. The only comic book I have is Walking Dead. That's not going to help. Maybe I could just listen to this episode afterwards and then I feel all fuzzy and nice inside. Was that too cheesy? All right, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Yeah, it really is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of my guest's favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom they have to offer. Today I sit down with Aisha Evelina and Danny Pagliarello and we drink some red wine together. Aisha and Danny are both actors, writers, and directors currently based out of Toronto. They also happen to be the co-creators and stars of Narcity's first scripted series, The Drop, where the hustle of professional line waiting sparks the accidental friendship of diabetic American escapee, Zara, played by Danny, and Canadian wannabe influencer, Polly, played by Aisha, working their way up in Toronto's premier line waiting scene. In her work, Aisha is passionate about bringing stories of the underrepresented to the forefront of our social consciousness. 
Aisha was a participant of the 2022 Canadian Academy's Writers Program, where she developed the limited series Sally with Warner Brothers Canada. Her short film Alex, which she wrote, directed, and starred in, premiered at Holly Shorts and was an official selection at the Austin Film Festival. In addition to the drop, you can see Aisha acting on screen in Rabbit Hole on Paramount Plus and Slow Pitch on Out TV. Danny is a recipient of the Independent Production Fund's Development and Packaging Program this year for her new series Trauma Bonding, a comedy about a psychiatrist who, after losing her practice, continues to treat patients from her car. Danny's showrunning is reflective of the work she loves to see on screen, women directing high-quality comedy. You can see her performing in various TV shows and feature films, including The Handmaid's Tale and Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. So Aisha and Danny are both actors, writers, directors, and two people that I admire immensely. Okay, I have two guests with me today. Double trouble. I don't know double trouble. Double the fun. Hi, Danny and Aisha. How are you? Hi. Great. Woo! I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I usually have one guest on. I'm so excited to have two. And when I listen to podcasts where they're interviewing two people, it bothers me if I don't know who's speaking off the top. So I'm mm -hmm. wondering if for listeners, because some people will watch, some people will listen. For listeners, could you each say like, could you say your name and like, I don't know, what show or movie have you been really into recently? Just something little so that people can hear your voice for a little bit. Oh, I was just going to suggest mm. that I speak in a British accent for the rest oh, of the perfect. interview. <laughs> perfect. I would love that. <laughs> um, what am I watching? What are you watching? Oh, oh you know what I started watching? What? The holy, the the something gemstones, the family, the righteous, oh, yeah. family, righteous. the righteous gemstones. Adam Sandler. No, no, no. It's on. It's Wrong. on HBO. Anyway. Oh, and thinking of uncut gems. So sorry. It's so different. Oh yeah, so different. No, okay, also yes, a great yes. movie. The Righteous nice. Gemstones, it's on HBO. It's like in its third season. It's just about this like televangelist family, but it's so wackadoodle. Danny oh, McBride. So good. He's part of that. He's part of that like comedy family. Yeah. Who just like, it's like, it's so just up my alley. Like I love him. There's a comedy family? I mean, just that kind of comedy, that tone of comedy. Mm -hmm. That's just like, it's grounded, but it's so big and it's so ridiculous. Eastbound and Down classic yeah, yeah yeah I thought you meant like he's a part of a family of actors and I didn't know <laughs> probably is part of a family maybe my, maybe that's my assumption yeah <laughs> but that's but that's why it's so good sorry yeah. back to you oh no no okay. sorry no and that was that was Aisha and Danny <laughs> that's our girl Aisha she's watching righteous gemstones that's so great Danny McBride. that is actually that is wonderful Danny what are you watching I'm <laughs> It's so random, but we got Disney recently. Mm, and so, mm. like, I'm watching It's Always Sunny. And I cannot oh. believe, like, that show is so old that the aspect ratio is, like, an old TV. And you're like, wow, this is how old this show is. It's incredible. Wow. It's so funny. I've never it? seen it all the way through. And it's something that I, it's on my list of, like, I need to start at the beginning and just watch it all the way through. And I never have. I've just seen, like, random episodes here and there. It's so funny. You can, mm -hmm. that's what's so great about it. Jump in, right? Like Just it doesn't in. matter. It's episodic. Ugh, baby. Dive in. Okay. Speaking of episodic. <laughs> great segue. I love it. That's a hell of a Thank transition. Thank you so much. You do. Thank you. Um, the Drop, the series that both of you created together that came out a couple months ago. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. First of all, so exciting. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. 
Okay, so first, can you tell me, tell the listeners, the watchers, viewers, tell the public and the world, I know I'm like really building up that question, sorry. What is a drop and what is your series The Drop about? I feel like a good example of a drop would be, you know, what what just happened, for example, in the last weekend in Toronto when Beyonce came to town mm-hmm. and she did a collab with like Holt Renfrew and the drop was essentially people lining up and getting 30 minutes to go into Holt Renfrew to get $300 sweaters, like hoodies, and you only had 30 minutes and you weren't allowed to try anything on. So you would just hold it up to your body Chaos. and it'd be like, this is good for $400 and then yeah. run away. <laughs> That's a drop. That's a drop. That's, That's a drop. And some of that stuff was even more expensive because I did a deep TikTok dive on this. And because it was also like some of the pieces were also like in collaboration with Balenciaga, who yes. was recently, recently kind of canceled, but I guess they're bouncing back. And like mm. this person, he was like, this is my new T-shirt. It was $600. And I was just like, I'm sorry, what? And it had her face on it. Oh, I want one. Me too. <laughs> And I would never wait in line. So I would pay a line waiter to wait for me. So that's oh. basically what the, sh- not that we can afford that, but that's basically what our show is about. It's about professional line waiters who are hired to mm. wait in those wild lines uh, for crazy product drops. And me and Aisha play the two leads, um, Zara and Polly. And they're just two girls hustling in the city, trying to make, <laughs> trying to make a buck and trying to survive <laughs> Survive, survive. Until the next day. Just survive, like, yeah. Just survive. Yeah. Just survive. Keep, yeah. their, keep their shit at bay. Yeah. You know, because that's city living. I mean, we don't have to talk yeah. about how much it costs to live in Toronto, but yeah, it costs more than a t shirt, but it costs like a, maybe two t shirts, which is yeah, really sad. Yeah, it's like sad. two t shirts a month. Two t shirts a month is rent. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't know until watching your show that line waiting was a thing. Like, that that was mm-hmm. a gig that I could get, that somebody pays, essentially, somebody with a lot of money pays somebody else to wait in line for them at like a store or at a drop so that they don't have to wait in line. And so I had, first of all, I felt very old because I was like, I didn't even know this was a thing or just felt very out of touch. But what was it about line waiting that like resonated with you two so much? You're like, I want to create a whole series about this because creating a series is not, I mean, I'm not telling you to like, it's not a like, oh, quick, we'll just do this today and it's done tomorrow. Like it's a big endeavor. So what resonated so much? You're like, this is a series. I want to commit my life to this for like a couple of years. Well, a couple first, years. Yeah. Firstly, I'd say <laughs> we made it in three days. So like, there's that to note. Um, yeah. <laughs> easy. Um, didn't take and long. one of them was a rest day. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> <laughs> one was Sunday. Yeah. One was Sunday. I guess it was kind of like, it was really, if we think about time being like the biggest commodity that we all mm. have and like people pay for convenience, that kind of thing, there's that. But also I feel like we both gravitated toward like as for, as two people who work in entertainment, but we're also for much of our, like um, the beginning of our twenties, like working weird random Joe jobs just to keep afloat. We were mm. both drawn to that aspect of the job, like the gig economy like the kind of trans, not transactional, well, transactional nature of it, but like the job, but it's very transient as well. Like you can pick it up and kind of come and go as you please. And I think that we both had held really wackadoodle kind of jobs and we kind of saw ourselves inside that profession. And I could just like, for myself personally, I was like, I can just imagine so many funny scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I was like, there's so much comedic fodder in the idea of like, you know, just a group of friends who like wait in lineups. I was like, so many things can happen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
I think that's always the drive for me personally. Like when I'm trying to, when we're, you know, making a show, you're like, well, what, how's it going to be funny? So what's funny? How's it going (laughs) to be funny? funny? And trust me, being out on the street in Toronto, you mean, Mm. I mean, you feel, you see a lot of funny shit. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. You do. And then, like, also on top of that, I think that, like, we were both, like, when we had started, we had, like, a pilot that was entirely different than, like, what the actual show is now. Mm. And, like, my, my mom will hate, if she listens to this, she will hate me saying that The Simpsons raised me. But I really am a fan <laughs> of, like, episodic comedy where, like, mm. beginning, middle, end, where, like, everything, the world is kind of reset, kind of back to seemingly normal but before mm-hmm. the start of the next episode. And in some ways... I think we kind of have a bit of a hybrid with the drop, but I feel like when uh, Danny talks about like what, like what kind of funny scenarios, it's like every, every episode, the world is your oyster. And like, that's mm. very episodic in style as well. And that's like why I was really attracted to the idea. Cause it was completely serialized before. And we were like, this isn't funny. It's just so plotty. Mm. And we just wanted to like joke. So it's funny you say that. Cause I had the exact same sort of arc with like with my writing partner where we were writing a series to pitch and we got deep in and we're like, okay, serialized. And we we ended up, we started hating it. We're like, what the yeah. hell? And we, we went back to episodic and we're like, yep, this is what we want. I think what's really interesting about the line waiting, the, like the essence of it too, when you're saying like, well, where's the comedy? And like, what's funny? It feels very, very similar to the idea of like, characters stuck in an elevator. Like they're stuck. <laughs> they can't leave the line. And that is just so ripe for comedy all the time. Is like you can't leave that situation. The stakes, you have to stay there and then whatever happens to you is happening and you can't leave. So I just, I thought the setup in itself is just like brilliant in that way for just, then you can just spiral off with so much, so many different fun ideas. Yeah. We had to edit so much because we only had the opportunity to shoot four episodes. But mm-hmm. Aisha and I, had so many episodes that we had oh to cut gosh. and we we could definitely make a season two like yeah we could probably write season three two four in like, or five yeah. Yeah. because we yeah. have we have the material to just keep going I mean it's pretty simple in a way it's like every episode is a new drop and mm-hmm. so we see like a similar cast of characters like we've got a great like recurring cast of characters a hundred percent and it's just like even like and the one thing that I also like me being like what I love about our show which is why you should watch it (laughs) I'm not tuning my own horn toot toot I was talking to somebody about like I did a deep dive into like the different this is really cerebral but like I'm a bit of a snob slash sometimes too cerebral and like it's a problem but here I am um I did like (laughs) um I did like a deep dive into like the different kinds oh that's great (laughs) Um, the different kinds of uh, satire because like the drop in essence it's just Mm -hmm. an episodic comedy but it's also a satire and like Horatian Mm -hmm. satire is like definitely where it falls like idiocracy if you've seen it or like uh, the righteous gemstones like that's kind of the vibe of it where it's like grounded but like really whack it whack a doodle even when I think about like the nature of the comedy like I was talking to somebody about South Park the other day and how South Park is written week to week it's the Mm -hmm. best we tried, we really were trying to keep current with like what we were, like even the slang that we're using, like we were trying to keep so current in regards to like what we were writing. And I feel like when Danielle is like, oh yeah, we can like make a million more episodes. I'm like, yeah, because as long as the world continues to be a trash fire, we will have endless <laughs> comedic fodder, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and now that like, I feel like maybe this is COVID or I don't know what this is, but it feels like the drop culture has maybe moved more online. Like- digital mm-hmm. drops and things. And mm-hmm. so does that inspire or discourage you for a season two? 
that doesn't just I mean for me personally Mm -hmm. like it's tv it can Mm -hmm. it's a world that we're creating and like even if that kind of thing isn't happening in the world currently like I don't see why it doesn't have to happen on our tv show but I also think it's interesting to maybe make like a hybrid situation and you know acknowledge that things are maybe moving online and using Mm -hmm. that as like a plot point maybe I mean, I think that would still be hilarious. Totally. Exactly. Oh, yeah. For the crew to yeah. be like sitting behind their computers and being yeah. like, <laughs> like I remember waiting for like Father John Misty tickets. Like, and I was like on speakerphone with like 10 people. And I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I've got a ticket, but it's behind a column. Does anyone want it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think as, as the nature of commerce like continues to evolve, like to what Danielle was saying in the sense that like it doesn't, it doesn't hurt us because we create the world. I also yeah. think that it doesn't, I don't see that as something that impedes us from make, making a really funny show. I do think mm-hmm. it's something that kind of will continue to feed as like, as she just said, like when it comes to like, what does a digital drop look like? Or even like once upon a time, like we've been, we've been toying with this idea of like Polly being a ghost shopper, which is basically somebody that will like go, sh- like that's like your body doppelganger will go and like be on FaceTime with you and like try on stuff and be like, okay, well, yeah, exactly. And so it's like, that too is funny. And so in my head, I'm kind of like, line waiting, I think line waiting will always exist as long as pop stars like Beyonce exist. So there's that. (laughs) And I also, (laughs) but I also think that the digital space doesn't make it any harder. It just adds to like the whack, the crazy and crazy in some ways, like we turn it into funny. So absolutely. Did you always know? So, so in the show, you were saying like you have Zara and Polly, Polly, like a social influencer who also sells photos of her feet to Chris Siddiqui, who I just love. She needs to make rent. A hundred percent. Oh, I'm, I literally, I mean, a hundred percent. I think it's waiting isn't fabulous. enough. No, it she isn't. She needs to sell isn't. photos of her body And parts. you have cute feet. So like, why not? Right? Oh my God. Thank you so much. Wait, well. <laughs> ready. They were ready for their yeah. close up. No, I loved it. Oh and then Zara, like a diabetic American who was adopted or maybe not actually vague, not sure. How similar or dissimilar are you two from your characters? And like, did you always know who would play which character? Yeah, I mean, but wait, what are you going to say, Aisha? You get- <laughs> I was going to say that we weren't, oh my God, LOL. I was going to say that we weren't, both of us were actually never going to be in it. We wanted to have someone else. We just wanted to have actors. Remember that? Oh, interesting. That was for two seconds. And you can't <laughs> tell it? We were like, wait, if we're going to like write this and like finance it and Blah, blah, blah. I was like, why the hell would we be in it? Like, we've been trying to be actors. I mean, I think there was, it was about two seconds long. Though I'm totally showing our cards here, but, you know. Right, really? It was about a two second. It was in my mind, maybe. Perhaps not in yours. I'm a narcissist as well, 100%. But, like, I just remember being... (laughs) Okay, well, speak for yourself. I think what happened, though, it was like, we kind of did come to a point where we wondered whether I should be Polly and Aisha should be Zara because I was used to playing and enjoyed playing bigger characters who got to be like the loud one and whatever. It's just more fun for me. And so we did talk about switching and then whatever it came down to, I was like, you know what? I do want to maybe explore being someone who's (laughs) a bit more, I guess, normal and like the, the underdog instead of being like the loud, confident one, like right out of the gate. And like Aisha, like took Polly by storm, like so good in the role, like so good. 
And I'm so happy that we chose the characters that we played in the end. Oh, 100%. But it's interesting, though, because now as I think back, I'm like, right, 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 right. The one thing, like, there are so many good, because Danielle has, like, these big eyeballs, and there's just, like, there's so many good acting moments because you always know what she's thinking because your eyeballs are, like, beautifully big, beautifully big. Thank you. (laughs) And, like, you're very welcome. And, like, I just think about, like, the idea of us being swapped, and it just doesn't make any sense because there's a level of, like, subtle like Daniela really does I feel like ground the show and like that's my favorite part about Zara because like everybody in the drop is on the moon like not on this planet like literally just like out to lunch and every now and then Zara does end up being a little bit out to lunch as well but still she grounds it and like that was like it's funny what as we're talking about this now because I'm like thinking about it I'm like I'm so happy that that like it played out the way it did Because I don't know if I could have did what Daniela did. Wow, you're so good. Mm. You're so good. (laughs) Stop. You two are both so good. You really are. Thank you so much. I am am wondering, like, I know this is not the first thing that either of you have created. First thing together, but not first thing separately that you've written, directed, and created. Was the idea, I want to create a part for myself and I want to write and direct. Was it actor first or, like writer first I guess often for me it comes from either I have an idea like it comes from either place I either I'm like oh man acting feels slow and I really I want to act like this character so I'm going to write that character or sometimes it's like this would be a really fun story and I'm not thinking of myself necessarily but I'm just thinking of the story and then I cast myself later so I guess for this did it feel more like actor first or writer first or not really the idea definitely came first Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm And like Aisha and I just talked about how there is no show about line waiters. That for us, I think, was the most important thing. You know, we were like, there's no show about line waiters out. And like, I don't know, like Matt Johnson, who just directed Blackberry, he said, if you can like write it better than someone who has the exact same idea, but like $100 million more than you, then like, Mm. that's kind of like, that's the goal. It's like, write it as well as you possibly can. So like, who knows, maybe there's, maybe there is a show about line waiters like about to drop like I have no idea but at the time we were like there's no show Mm -hmm. let's let's go with this and see and see what happens Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure I just knew the idea came first Mm -hmm. and that I wanted to like work with Aisha and she wanted to work with me so from there it kind of flourished Mm -hmm. but like other projects probably have other answers to that mm. question. Mm. Yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like it was the idea and like it was deep, deep COVID. Deep. It was like 20, <laughs> it was like May of 2020. Do you remember? Was it yeah. May of 2020? And we went for a walk it and is. we sat by the bluffs. Not the bluffs. It, it was um, by the ferry, Queen's Key, I guess. Do you remember this? No. And we, yes. Oh my God. So we were going what? for a walk. We were, yes. Okay. So we we're going for <laughs> oh, a walk. Oh, oh, no, I do. Yeah. Yeah. We um, went for a really you long walk. You went Bathurst and yeah. Harvard and that, you saw that dude get into a, like an accident. Remember that? Yes. A motorcyclist. Oh, man. Like, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. COVID was and crazy. a motorcycle accident. That sucks yeah. for that guy. Yeah. I know. He explained into a, like, it was bad. He's alive. Then, He's alive. Oh, good. Just he is alive. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then we walked down to Queens Key and then like, which was a long walk from where we live. But anyway, and I think, remember just talking about the idea, but I don't necessarily think we were like, yes, we ended up performing in it. Sure. But when we were talking about it, I think we were both just burning to like, well, everybody it's deep COVID. No one's really acting really. And like, everybody's just at home. So why not write? So I, part of me feels mm-hmm. like, as you say, the idea, I think the writing did come first because it didn't come into like, and we didn't actually seriously consider like applying to the IPF until the end of 2020. But we met in the like, I think May, May of 2020 is when we started working on this. 
Also, mm-hmm. I just had to pause and like circle back to one very quick thing. You mentioned feet, and I had to tell you both that have <laughs> have you guys heard of Wiki Feet by any chance? Yeah, oh. because Nicole's feet are on there. Nicole Power. Listen, Nicole Power, I, who's in episode two, aka like Nicole from like Kim's and like Strays, yeah, Strays. and Glamour, Glamorous, like. Friend of the podcast. I don't know. Friend of the show. Um, But her feet are on there. And she wore this pair of toe shoes on the series in episode two. And I still have them. And in my mind, I'm like, do I sell these for $500 and tell people that Nicole wore these? And then give her half? Or do I just keep them myself as they continue to grow in value? You wait until you can't make rent in like three months. Like give yourself yeah, a contingency right. well, and you, then you... How do you know my bank account? What's wow. going on? Research. Wow. I really research my guests. <laughs> I hacked you. <laughs> I've talked I hacked, to I hacked your the families. shit out of you. Yes, yeah. I've talked to your bank. She's going to have to sell Nicole Powers' shoes from set in three months. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we, I, like I don't have one, but like I was out with like two people. And they were like, yeah, like, I, I, no, this was a group of us. There was like maybe, and two of them were on Wikifeet. And I was just like, and they were like, I've made it because, and they're like not wildly famous people. They're just like people that work in film and TV or are or, or actors. And they were like, yeah, I feel like I've made it because I have a Wikifeet. And I was like, I want a Wikifeet. <gasps> Wait, what is, so what is a Wikifeet? What is a Wikifeet? Okay, so basically it's like Wikipedia, mm-hmm. but for feet of actresses. That's so disgusting and smart <laughs> i know wow oh wait i think i do know this i feel like oh i was God. researching a guest and i was like oh they have a wiki feet i think i oh i need to do a deep dive oh, i know i have cute feet it's crazy yes i'm on the website right now are you on it oh wait. yeah i just i You're literally just on went it, on it or you have one like someone no has... i don't have one okay, i'm got not it, got it got it got it, got it, got I'm, it got i'm looking at nicole's <laughs> nicole power She's, it's just, this is just so strange, but this I bet is. you, yes, I could definitely sell those shoes from set for like a pretty thing. Oh, yes. Oh, Nicole, if you're out there, fun. I'll split Wiki it with you, babe. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. Where do you both find, if you're looking back and you're thinking about the projects that you've made in the past, where do you feel like your inspiration most often comes from? Mm. Outward inspiration or like other shows or sure. yeah, other either. artists? Maybe like, do you find that it is mostly outward versus inward? Like I find most of my inspiration comes when I'm in, like I'm kind of detached from reality. Like if I'm in oh. the shower and I'm doing, or I'm like doing something and then my mind is kind of wandering like daydreaming. And then I'm like, oh, that's fucking funny. Cause I think my self critic is taking mm. a break while I'm taking a shower and like doing things that she's not <laughs> editing before I'm thinking. Or yeah. if I'm like in conversations with friends who like really know me and love me to mm. my core, that's when my mm. ideas come out. I just find that's when my inspiration comes. I guess it's when I'm like mm. able to just totally, I guess when my filters are down, but mm-hmm. I just feel in, in researching both of you and like I am such a fan honestly of both of your like creative brains and I think they're so different from each other but then they like meld together so perfectly that I am just curious like where do your ideas come from for your different projects okay that's an excellent question so multiple thank you after Danny's you. exhale I need the confidence <laughs> boost <laughs> no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding it's mostly trauma I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's um, clearly not uh for me but go ahead Aisha I think okay so 
well, when it comes to like the physical, like where my ideas come from, I feel like mm. the shower is actually a thing where it's like, you're mm. not thinking. And then you're like that actually, it's funny that you say that, but like, I do try and get outside to go for a walk at least once a day. And if I'm like having, if I have a writing deadline, like I'm only good for three hours, which is why it's impossible for me to turn anything around quickly. Cause I'm only good at writing for three hours. And so I break mm. up the time by walking and so sometimes I'll just like go on a walk with nothing in my head so, and then just like let myself daydream and hope that I don't get hit by a car. Oh, don't so go to Queen's Gate. Oh, yeah. Well, don't there you go, go to well, Queen's Gate. Oh, yeah. Get hit yeah. by a boat. Oh, a ferry rather. But then also I'd say that like when it comes to me and I think it's like, thank you for the compliment when it comes to like our brains working nicely together. One of the things that I think I've now understood about my voice as a filmmaker is that I'm really interested in anything even vaguely sociopolitical. And like Mm. right now the hot topic is capitalism and its intersection with everybody and ruining our lives. And so I think that's why I was so called to this project as well, because it's like not only hilarious, but like it's so current. And then also Danielle, Danielle is like a creative genius. Like she's just so funny and my brain doesn't work like hers in some ways, which I wish it did. And so there's that, like, I think for me, my half of the thing was definitely like being like, oh, like the political undertones of this are like, what gives me like the, like why I really want to work on it. Yeah. And I just wanted to insert like as many like fart sounds as possible. <laughs> so it worked out. Yeah. It's a no, but so good. <laughs> but, but, is, okay, yeah. but not only that it's like but another thing that like Daniela is really into like physical comedy and like women just like not being like broad city-esque comedy where it's like mm-hmm. I remember like Bridesmaids I love Bridesmaids and my like and even in some ways I, I was hoping that it would get a little bit more risque because it was around the same time as The Hangover had came out and mm. my favorite scene is when they're like shitting their pants by accident and the wedding dress is 100%. on the street. Like, I feel like there's this idea that women can't go there. And like, one of the things that I like about Daniela's brain is that like, she's like, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious and so dope. So mm. yeah, that's, that's like, that's my thing. I definitely felt like, especially the alana glazier like esque inspiration there like i t- which also maybe i'm projecting to because i love broad city love that duo like love them but yeah it's like anytime that you that i get to see a woman on screen being a human it's really refreshing <laughs> like it's For really sure. nice when when it's a show that's like oh look this is actually going to be a full human being instead of this other half category that we've put them in for some reason. So I think like, I mean, creating a show of quality is hard enough. And like, but Mm. creating a show just like a creating a show that you're so proud of is hard enough, but then just like creating anything so fucking hard and it takes so much time and so much energy. And like each phase of the creating process, I feel like has its own challenges, like pitching it and writing, filming, editing, promoting, like all the things it's, it's so long. Um, yeah, what I know, like, even when you were just listing that, I was like, I was like, it's a sick amount of work. It's It's so much work. It's so much. And people will say like, why don't you just make a show? And I'm like, I'm going (laughs) to like, what are you talking about? But I also, I think like, it's not, I at least feel like that's why I love talking to people who have created shows. Cause I can talk to them about all these different pieces. Like what part of, I guess for the drop specifically, like what part of the creating process did you find the most challenging? Probably like the after party, like the phase of being like, please watch the show, I think is the most challenging part. Call me wrong. (laughs) I don't know. but No, no, no. Like, yeah, I think think that's so interesting. Financing seemed easy compared to Mm. trying to get eyeballs on the show. And I think it's because we live in a time when there's a lot of content. And then also as, you know, two 
solely to people who we had a very small team internally. And so like the decision fatigue and just general fatigue, I think took over like not to, you know, I mean, I'm being honest right now, like decision fatigue is real. And by the end of it, I think, you know, me and Asia were like, I'm so tired. I'm like, it's like, do you want this to be yellow or purple? I would be like, there's color on that. Like I, like <laughs> I, I was so tight. Yeah, like literally. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think, like for me personally, it's like that. But then also you realize, like you're working and focusing on something for so long, and you have to like manage your expectations and mm-hmm. realize like mm-hmm. it has to go through the festival circuit still, and mm-hmm. like it has to you know gain some traction because like mm-hmm. the same week that your show comes out, like maybe Barbie's coming out. I don't know. That didn't happen to us. Thank God. Yeah. But you know, yeah, Yeah. that's, that was the hardest part for me slash is continuing to be the hardest part for me. What about you? Okay. Well, my, okay. If we're being honest, okay. It's twofold. I think that it was really cause we definitely saw legs for this to be a 21 minute show. And it almost, it basically is. It's like 17 minutes. So it's like minus yeah. two scenes. Like my biggest dream for this show would be like a chewing gum in the sense that chewing gum, mm. six episodes, you can bang it out and it's like 21 minutes and you're just like in, you're out and you're like, this was dope. It's on BBC. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's on the, B- on the BBC and Netflix actually. I think, well, actually I'm not, anyway, it doesn't matter. But I'll just say, so for me, I think that it was a little bit, and like this isn't, I'm so grateful, obviously. For me, it was a little bit heartbreaking when I was like, oh, and like, this is the reality for so many creators. But for me, it was personally a little bit heartbreaking when we couldn't get the show because like there were so many things that were lining up that like I was like, oh, no, this could go because of where we are right now and the time and blah, blah, blah. And like Daniela and I and like who we are, that kind of thing. I was like, this could go and like be like Mm -hmm. a series of 21 minutes. I'm like, we could do six episodes. No problem. It still could be Aisha. It still can be. Right. You're right. You're right. But that was that was a heartbreaking part when we stopped. When we mm-hmm. stopped for me, when we stopped pitching a 21 minute series and had to start transitioning to uh, pitching a digital series to get the rest of our funding for the digital mm-hmm. series. That for me, I was like, that was hard. But then mm-hmm. I would say, and then like when it comes to the after party, this is. I feel like I'm of the mind that this sounds. I guess I might be a covert narcissist. That's not so covert because I'm like. <laughs> I mean, you've mentioned it twice, so I, don't I know guess how covert it is. <laughs> I know I'm not in the sense that because I'm like the after hasn't been as hard for me because I'm like I'm amazing Danielle's amazing so I know that people are just gonna watch this I have no doubt in my mind like literally and this is might be blind like do you think we'll turn like 80 years old and like finally one day like someone will be like saw your show like like (laughs) like Natasha Leggero or someone that I'm obsessed with like Michael Showalter will be like I know your show hey and I'll be like, exactly. what? I'll yeah. be like, uh, and then I just die. You know? Yes. Yeah. But that's yeah. I It might be blind hubris, but I do believe that, like, I just know that, like, especially because I work in, I work in festival, like, work background, like, festival type stuff and have also had films programmed. I feel like the biggest job is just finding your audience. And, like, it takes time and it takes patience and it is frustrating. But I, like, have no doubt that we're going to find the right people that resonate with our show. The hard part for me was not seeing Danielle all the time anymore. Like I'm so nice. Oh my god. I'm serious. I had like separation anxiety where I was like, do 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 do. I wonder what she's doing. Or like if I woke up in the middle of the night to like go. (laughs) Seriously. Never mind. What? 
I was going to say something so inappropriate. <laughs> but, like, my grandma might listen to this, so I won't mm-hmm. say it. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, that's, that was for me where it's, like, the it's, like, uh, you know, like, Coldplay. Okay, God. Coldplay, Viva La Vida. Like, I never loved them, but they never were my favorite band as a kid. Never heard of it. Um, and, like, I remember him talking about, like, why he wrote that song. He's, like, yeah, we were Chris, on Chris, are you talking about Chris Martin right now? Yeah. Have and he was on the Chris. Oh, she's always talking about Chris Martin. I'm literally, like, can we talk about... <laughs> You know, Gwen? Can we? Gwen? (laughs) So I know. Gwen? Oh, Gwen. Oh, well, we do make fun of her in episode three. Um, But. (laughs) Well, actually, that's a secret, Aisha. Are you, like, blending a smoothie? (laughs) No, I'm pouring wine into my cup, and I have an aerator. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm classy. Hello. Well, then Aisha and I looked at it, we were like, what is going on right now? I have an aerator because this is an $11 bottle of wine that Aisha suggested for the record. This is your favorite uh, bottle of wine. Don't hang me up to dry uh, like I'm sorry. Can we pause? Like, Aisha sends this bottle of wine to you. I literally was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, I was like, no offense. I was like, that shit stains your tongue. And that's when you know it's it's cheap. Like, like, Literally, I suggested it because I knew you liked it. I said Cab Sober Pinot Noir, and you were like, this San Giovese will be amazing. Okay, at the end, I really hope I remember, at the end of this, we need to all stick out our tongue and see if it's purple. That's what we need to do. Okay. okay it's currently maroon, bit. but yeah, yes, mine's a little sounds bit. good. Yeah, it's going to get worse. It's so funny. Oh, Vanilla. my God. Anyway, I think, the yeah. reason why I brought up Chris Martin or whatever is just because it's like the <laughs> come down. Like, all of this, right, like, yes. all of, it was... There was so much, and it was so much a part of my life. And so, in many ways, I was like, "Okay, we're done. Fly, birdie, fly." And like the flying mm-hmm. birdie, fly. Like I feel like a bit of an not an empty nester. I got, I have a life, but like I definitely was like, the drop is out of the nest now, and I don't get to see Daniela literally every waking second of the day, seven days mm-hmm. a week, all the time. And like, yeah, you know, we're attached. So like, that's kind of like that was hard. I was like, I'm sad because I don't get to see my friend all the time. What? That cannot what? be the hardest part for you. I'm sorry. It was but... hard. It really That's was. Hard. That was harder than looking at a budget that, like a budget that was harder than looking at, okay, I'll take Dude, it. Because you can, but the thing is, you can look at a budget and like those kinds of things aren't hard for me. They're fucking annoying, but I'm like, and I hate yeah. this and I don't want to do it. But like mm. it doesn't pull a budget doesn't pull on my heartstrings and like that's what I find hard mm. like emotions because mm. I'm a sensitive Sally so like that's where I'm you like are. oh I wonder what yeah. Daniela is doing I miss mm. you we should go for a walk soon maybe it is a real thing though that like I feel like so many actors right like creators in general it's like so many people you'll think are amazing and you only hang out with them when there's like a project to do like a a podcast to record, a thing to write, a script to read, an audition that you're in the waiting room. And like when you're creating something with somebody, it's like a, it's intense. It's like camp. Like you're at camp and then suddenly you're home and you're like, wait, my summer friends are gone. Like who, when do I see them again? And what am I going to do? And I guess now I just have to say like, do you want to hang out? Cause I want to hang out. And mm. it's easy in some friendships and relationships, but it is a very strange industry in that way that you're kind of just like constantly going to camp for like two days and then camp for six months and then camp for, and you're like, okay, bye. It's very yeah. transient in I, that way. I feel so seen, Amanda. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listen, I'm also a very sensitive Sally. All right. Very much. And like, I feel that too. I also, honestly, the part about like promoting it being the hardest part 
and the decision fatigue like resonated so hard because I'm thinking for at least for me when I'm going into a project I'm like okay this is my dream for it and like this is how I want it to help other people or I want to pull in like all the funny people that I love that I think should be have more roles and whatever and then when things actually happen the decision fatigue also you realize like oh I don't have any money to hire those people or like oh I have to film it over here oh I had three side characters and now there's only one like all these kind of realities settle in and it's hard Mm -hmm. in that moment you almost get like Stockholm syndrome a little bit of making decisions (laughs) and when you get out of it you're like why the fuck did I choose purple that was the dumbest I should have chose the yellow that was so dumb I hate that but there's kind of no way to I don't know. I don't know how to get around that to make it so like every decision you make, you're happy with. I think it's impossible, honestly. Yeah. I think that's good though. That's part of the, I think that's part of the process. And like your mm. the hope is that as you progress and continue doing whatever the work that you're doing is, that you get closer to making the decision, like the the like filling your gaps and like the closer you get to making the work that you want is closer to like you making mm-hmm. sure that all your decisions are aligned in the way that you wanted. And I feel like as we do that, like we made the drop, but then when Daniela moves on to make trauma bonding and like, I'm also working on a couple of things as well. It's just like name them. Our experience will help. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Okay. Uh, I'm working on a feature called Seahorse. That's a telefilm talent to watch fun recipients. who are shooting that next summer. And then I also have a limited series that I can't even really talk about until this WGA strike is over, but Um. I'm working on that and I really want to make it. Yeah. But like, as we progress, you just get better at making decisions even, and then maybe Mm -hmm. even, and then I wonder, I guess I'm putting this out to the group, like your decision fatigue, maybe you're just better, like able to weather the storm that is decision fatigue better. You know what I mean? Because you've done it before. Like I picture like an athlete, it's like, if you're running for, if you wake up tomorrow and go do a 10K versus like you having done several 10Ks, then maybe it's not, it's still going to be difficult, but like won't wind you as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely. just in your experience. You're, you're just, yeah. I think too, it's like with every decision you, like the more decisions you make, the less precious you are about each one. Cause it's not like, this is the third decision I'm, I've ever made and maybe we'll ever make again. The more projects you make, you're like, the purple or yellow, it actually doesn't matter. Like this part oh, yeah. doesn't matter. No. It's and all so, about experience. That was yeah. why it was so interesting, like working with such a seasoned producer who would mm. just be like, we'd be like, does this? And she'd just be like, it's fine. And yeah. you'd be like, is it? And then she'd be like, yeah. yeah. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like it just was so helpful working with someone who had so much experience like producing like it was it made, yeah. it made such a big difference like I was just thinking if we were working with someone who was more emerging who oh. couldn't maybe you know reassure triage. us so much. Yeah. yeah triage yeah so it was really helpful working with Elizabeth we love her yeah we love her and she's super super good at producing and she's made like she's made like such amazing feature films that are like Mm. Canadian comedy classics so Mm. it was like really nice to get to work with her and like on a series Mm -hmm. so well and how did you like so partnering with Narcity because of the subject matter I'm like oh this makes total sense like it makes it's such a perfect partnership in that way and also I thought like oh I don't know it seems like an out-of-the-box unique thought too like I don't I know Narcity of course makes content but I didn't know if they make other scripted series so like what was the 
How did you think of pitching it to Narcity? And maybe they do make other scripted series and I just didn't even know about it. That's Daniela. I don't know. I don't know what's on there. I mean, I can't speak for Narcity and what they have coming up, but uh, we were looking for a platform and we definitely, I think we wanted to be on YouTube because we could have it like an international premiere and not have any like geo blocking. And like, I love YouTube. I'm such, a, I'm obsessed. So I just thought it was a really good idea to maybe approach Nursity because like you said, it seems like our audiences would totally line up and like yeah. they've covered stories about drops and you know, their audience is primarily Gen Z and millennials and young Gen Xers. So or all Gen Xers and boomers. Like, it's everyone. Like, it's everyone in Toronto. Like, everyone in Toronto has Narcity. And, like, they have many outlets in different cities and internationally. So I think that what happened, Aisha? Like, we were looking for a platform. And then, like, a pal of mine was working at Narcity. And and we just approached them. We just, like, cold called, cold emailed them, I guess, with our proof of concept scenes. And they were like, this is sick. And mm. basically... Max and Jackie at Narcity have just been super great to work with and they've just been such like champions of the show and mm. we were their first scripted acquisition. Yeah, so like that's so the cool. The drop is first. The drop is first, which is really cool. Like they did yeah. do like non-scripted uh mm-hmm. I don't recall the the name of the show, but we're not their first like show show, but we're their first scripted show. Yeah, so. I think it makes so much sense, honestly. Yeah. Cuz when I first heard like, oh, Narcy's doing a scripted series like I thought either maybe I'm living under a rock which is totally possible um but also I was like oh my god yeah why not and I think also it was a little inspiring of like okay if you're creating something you don't have to think of like the typical channels that have done it before like think about what makes sense authentic sense for your series and how like what is the tunnel to your target audience and I'm like yeah Narcity makes so much sense but I may I probably would not have thought of Narcity so like yeah who knows maybe Narcity is the next HBO who knows yeah, you never why not? know. Well, I think that like it was because I didn't. It was Daniela's idea, and like that's the thing. Like I feel like, and we it was like kind of like the eleventh hour when it comes to like applications we were putting in for funding and blah blah blah. And like, then I don't think I've actually given you the kudos. You came in so clutch. You were just like, yeah. And I sent an email. It was literally within forty eight hours that we had the green light to partner with them, and I was just like, wow. oh, sick. <laughs> like it was that quick. And it wouldn't have happened had Danielle and I had the foresight to like message a friend or like ex-colleague or what have you. But like it wasn't I I didn't think of it. It was Danielle's idea. I would say that that happened though because we did make really good proof of concept like scenes oh, right, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. previous yeah, like, year. Like it's not like they would take anybody. Like just say no. like Narcity's got taste. Yeah, and it made yeah. sense. Like the the yeah. core of the show made sense for them mm-hmm. for their brand and what they're about and like who they're reaching. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We've had a great yeah. time with them. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, was the, the yeah. yeah sorry what was sorry. the like yeah. as no 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 as um like as actors yourselves what was the casting process like it's so enjoyable yeah my god <laughs> are you being sarcastic danny i can't tell no 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 you loved it there okay so, so you did many, love it yeah there are so many funny fucking people yeah so many amazing actors in toronto mm-hmm. never mind the rest of canada but like it was a pleasure finding mm. those actors and like reaching mm. out to people that we admire and just asking them if they wanted to do roles like Aurora yeah. Brown from Baroness Von Sketch who mm-hmm. plays Doksha and she is 
so she's funny. so like, perfect the, in that role like i mean she's absolutely. also just perfect all the time but and like so you know perfect what's so funny role. about her wait okay aurora brown like when we were shooting <laughs> our proof of concept like she was she literally like lived in it and i was like this woman yes. loves this so we were shooting our proof of concept and she was wearing these high ass heels and i was like yeah. in mm. the grass and i was just like oh and then she's like i'm amazing and i was like i know aurora you are so amazing <laughs> but she was literally just like it like it was like she was meant to play Daksha. Like the way she just felt so comfortable. I was just like, this is, there's more to Daksha. Like you are, like, there's more than you just playing a character. Like you are living in your mm. essence right now. A hundred percent. Like kudos to Aurora because she came out and did our proof of concept in 2021 before we knew if we would have a show. And like, she's like yeah. one of the creators of Baroness Von Sketch. And we were like, we just like love you and think this role would be so great. And she just came out and did it. And, you know, like, she stuck with yeah. us. We're, like, so, so grateful. And then, like, just finding the rest of the human beings for, like, the actual series mm-hmm. was, like, nothing short yeah. of a pleasure. Like, truly. Mm-hmm. Like, it was hard to pick people. There are so many good, funny actors. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I know that the people we chose were 100%, like, the best. Like, mm-hmm. Andrew Robinson, who's at Stratford right now, uh, who plays Bay Street Douchebag. Mm. No name, just his his <laughs> yes. character name is Bay Street Douchebag. And then we have Dante Prince, who plays Ramon, also at Stratford. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Samantha. Samantha Brown, who just fucking killed her audition as Chantel. Mm. Like there was, we were literally like, oh my God, she's so playful. So mm. playful yeah. and fun. And then yeah. Mishka Tebo, who we went to York Theater School with. I was like, you're a hundred percent Richie. Like you're. A Wait, were you boy. in the same year as Mishka? Yeah. Yeah. Were you in the same year as Sherry Gada? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sherry. Did you come to one of our like mounted plays? No. So I went to. So no, I did Second City Conservatory with Sherry, oh, and Sherry. then I did nice. like some random film with Mishka like years and years uh, ago. But then that's how mm-hmm. I found out that like they knew each other and went mm-hmm. to New York together. Yes. Oh, small world. Yes. Cute. Same year. Same year. Oh, Such a great year. Yeah. Such a great year. Tina Jung is also oh, from that year. Yeah. She's like yeah. on fire. Love her so much. She was actually on Stray. She was on Strays with Nicole. She was on Strays with Nicole, yes. wasn't she? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, Mark Little. Also, I'd say like the same way we mm. gave a shout out to Aurora Brown for sticking with us. Mark Little was in our original proof of concepts as well. And I, I don't know who told me that. <laughs> They were Mark's like, so Mark doesn't funny. do any project. Like, he's very selective, so you guys are lucky. And I was like, sick. <laughs> I think it's such a it's such an added – well, I think it's such an added, like, pleasure when you're an actor giving another actor a role. because And also mm-hmm. just it's a pleasure auditioning for actors because they get it. Like, they get how to make this not horrible for you, and they understand, like, the intricacies of it. And I think it's just, like, a, a really nice – pleasure in that way I don't know when you're able to like do that for for other actors Mark was so funny like we just let him I mean let him he would just go off like I was like I don't care what the script says like just talk yeah and he just Mm -hmm. came up with the funny shit exactly yeah exactly it was all just improv so I I don't know I I can't speak enough about how amazing the cast is Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it was you had you had a stellar cast like truly everybody it was so and also like I don't know I, I always just love seeing other like Toronto comedy people doing their thing and being amazing and like having yeah 
opportunities to do that I think it's so fun to see and it's like mm. lights up your heart a little bit it was yeah. so great yeah we just we would just go off on set there was a lot to do but we were like let's have fun let's go I know well that's the thing you're go. so pressed for time but you're like you want to be able to enjoy it too but yeah so it's almost like the enjoyment was truly passed off because like Aisha <laughs> like Jordan Canning directed the pilot which was so great to have Jordan like kind of like guide the ship and yeah. she like yeah. she shot like the first two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And so like the crew was warming up, like the cast and the crew, like everyone was kind of like, hi, like smell you for the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and Jordan was just like heralding us. And she's done so many huge, amazing shows. Like mm-hmm. I know she should I name her credits? Oh. Like Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, like um it's creek shit's creek yeah fairness yeah. <laughs> yeah astrid and lily the lake yeah. i mean let's her go imdb on on. goes on and on yeah it really it does. never stops like it's like doom scrolling yeah. so anyway and then you know she kind of like showed us like the ropes and then like mm. i took over and then aisha took over and then me and aisha like finished the shoot together yeah which was really nice so, yeah i think it's so cool how you two broke up the writing directing like that you both wrote an episode separately then you wrote one together you both directed episodes separately and then you directed one together like I think that's so beautiful how did you decide who would write and direct which episodes I mean like okay the writing I need to admit like Mm. I I feel like we both wrote everything even though it's like different Mm. people's names like on the Mm. byline like it is what it is but like Ayesha and I like wrote everything together when it comes to to directing like I do think it is better to have one director at a time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why, like, for example, for episode four where we co-directed, it was, like, even though we were, like, asking each other opinions, like, the framing and all that stuff, it's, like, we took separate days. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just, like, better for, like, a cast. It's better for a DP to, like, kind of have one person in charge. That's how yeah. I feel about directing, unless it's like your sibling. That's why there's like so many sibling directing yeah. teams. But yeah, when it comes to the whole the writing thing, I feel like it would it just made. I also think it just made sense. Uh, like it just the way that it worked, it just kind of made sense given our strengths, if that makes sense as well. Mm-hmm. Like for the like the reason being, Daniela directing episode two versus me directing episode three. But I also think when it comes to the the fourth episode, yeah, like we had to break it up in blocks. But then also, like, logistically, it's, like, it also just made sense. For episode four, I'm, like, in half the episode. So it only makes sense that I direct what I'm not in. Right, um, right, com- right, right. Imagine. Yeah. I it didn't completely. Everything. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't yeah. completely boil down that way. But, like, I would say that, like, that, like, also helped as well. But, like, just the same thing that Daniela said. It's just, like, helpful to just have one person that everybody defers to. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to being on a set. And I, it's interesting because I was on a set, I did like a walk-on role on Rabbit Hole and it was a, a directing team. It was the same mm-hmm. guys that directed, they directed Focus, that movie with mm-hmm. uh, Margot Robbie and Will Smith mm-hmm. and then another, oh God, something else way more like a big, like there's Focus and there's another movie that was like, that was like a really big deal. But anyway, well, I was just like, I'm curious. And so I was like watching how they were interacting and like there was definitely a lead and there was definitely somebody like there was one of them on set and one of them was actually like was in video village and like the person that was on set had a monitor and they were paying like they like you could tell who was like why is it power power change but like definitely there was one point person and I'm sure they would switch because and that's the that's the hope that you don't have to be like co-direction means that you have to work 
like in some ways you have to work to try and communicate better and like there are logistical things however it is also helpful because you have somebody to lean on and like Mm -hmm. many hands I do believe that many hands do make light work so there's that as well Mm -hmm. well and yeah and, and all of your other projects for both of you that you've created like you've written yourself or you've like directed by yourself. Like maybe you've written it and someone else has directed it, but it's never been like co-writing and co-directing. And so I wonder like what the experience is like now. This is so collaborative together, which comes with so many, like some obstacles, some challenges, also like so many wonderful things, like what you're saying, being able to lean on each other. Yeah, I guess like what what's like the biggest gift and then the biggest challenge of working in a team versus working solo when you're writing and directing? I think the oh, do you have the answer yet? Do you want to go, Danielle? I guess it's like it's it's exactly kind of what we talked about. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you have someone to lean on, but then the conversation could go on forever. Right. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you're right, alone, right, right. when you're alone, you just kind of go, "Okay, I'm going to do that," and it might not be the best thing because you don't have that person to ask, or maybe you do, but they're not you know, at the same like level as you. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. I mean, Aisha and I talked for like probably what is equivalent to like 20, 100 million hours. <laughs> so, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not that it was like a bad thing. It's just mm. what this no. project had because we were both like equals. Yes. The one thing that I will say that is, I think, you know how you talk about like transferable skills to the next job? The same way I think that everybody should work at a restaurant at least once in their life or work in service. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should co do something in a co scenario because mm. it forces you to get so good at communicating it for like, yeah. it, because if not like breakdowns happen and it's like not nice to have to deal with. So like, I'd say like the best thing from this, but also something that I'll carry with me is just like some people get fr- like, and it's so interesting because just talking to, I don't know, like in filmmaking, you just like talk to people and then you hear people's stories and blah, 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 blah about like this person was hard to work with. And when I say this person, I mean like this celebrity was hard to work with. And when we think about those things more often than not, when I've heard these kinds of conversations, it's because like there's a lot going on in here and communication. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've heard of stories where like the director is like fighting the people uh, like that are assembled around them to shepherd their vision to the screen. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, we're all here to support you. But the thing is sometimes directors think they have to protect what they're making because everybody else Mm -hmm. is going to like dilute it or something. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like we're all here to help. Like you have Mm -hmm. to communicate how we can assist you and like bringing this to the screen. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I've gleaned from this experience is just like doing the whole co thing. Like the best thing is like how good you have to be at communicating. And like now I, even as a solo person, it's just like, I just know like certain things I have to just say because mm-hmm. it's my job to communicate. Being a director is air traffic control. You're, it's your job to communicate. I think too, it's like, I don't know. I feel like you can be really, really good friends with somebody, but maybe not like you might not make good roommates together. Like you shouldn't live together, yeah. but you're such good friends. I feel that about creative partnership too, that there's like, there's friends I love that I don't know if it would be great to do creative partnership with. And then there's friends I love who it would be wonderful to. But in all the scenarios, if you don't communicate well, it's going to feel crappy eventually. Like even with the ones where, oh, this is so, this is such an easy, like an easier partnership. Eventually, if you're not talking about the things that you have to talk about or you're not like sharing the things you have to share, it's just going to start feeling crappy or resentful or something. 
Well, I will say that Daniela mm. and I are actually astrologically compatible, so that helps a lot as well. <laughs> Wait, stop. Yeah. Hold on. What are you both? I don't know anything about any of it, but I love it all. You don't okay. know anything about it? Me neither. No. So oh, this Do So you? tell us, Aisha. Yeah. Tell us what we're tell us. Well, I have a lot of Taurians in my life, people that are of the oh. Taurus side. Mm, Daniela yeah. being a Taurus, I have a mm-hmm. Daniela's a Taurus, my boyfriend is a Taurus. What, two of my best friends are Tauruses or Taurians. I am a Who? Virgo. Who's, who's your Taurus best friends? Carly's a Taurus. Her birthday's like uh, maybe. Okay, yeah. I see, I see Carly as a Taurus. Nice. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I like y'all. And I am a Virgo. Yeah. Neuroses. Oh. <laughs> but I also like that's grounded funny. individuals because mm. I, I crave stability. Daniela is very stable. It's surprising, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. I consider myself a Taurus. I don't know if that, like, I. What does that mean? I consider like, it. Okay. I consider myself I, George Clooney's girlfriend. Queen. What does that yes. mean? So yeah. I am an. Listen, I promise. It's a promise. I promise. I'm grounded. <laughs> I promise. I'm grounded. I promise. It's a okay. So yeah. I am technically an Aries. However, I am on the cusp. I'm the day before. And growing oh, up, birthday? April 19th. When are you, Danny? Because we're close, right? I'm April 23rd. <gasps> we're so Shakespeare's close. birthday. Okay. Yeah. I'm nobody's. Actually, I think I'm somebody, but not fun. We can but I'm Google right on the it. edge. Well, and when I was growing up, I would read J14 magazine and like they weren't consistent because one month I was what? Taurus and the next month I was Aries. And then I was Taurus and then I was Aries. So I was confused. What? And then I met somebody because sometimes they'd be like April 19th is the last day of Aries or then they'd be like April 18th is the last day of Aries. And I was confused. And so then I asked a friend like a few years ago. Oh, actually, this was on the podcast. And she said, that means you're a cuspy Aries. And that sometimes if you read Aries, it will align with you. And sometimes if you read Taurus and I swear all the Instagram accounts that are like, oh, a Friday night as a Virgo, like all of them, I'm Taurus. I'm never Aries. I'm like, this is not me. I don't know. I think I have a sprinkle huh. of Aries, but I always resonate more with Taurus. So I don't know. You like luxurious materials and like things? Not really. You're stubborn? Oh, I am Are a little stubborn. I am a little stubborn, yeah. Okay. I'm only, see, you know I'm stubborn because I'm like, I'm a little stubborn. Like I'm not that you, stubborn. You're like, you like, can't I'm admit being it. You're stubborn like, and even admitting it. But, yeah, on, but I also don't know enough about Aries and Taurus to like really be like, this is who I am. It's just like my Instagram. They're basically, resonating. they're like, they, they're both horned animals. And okay, so, so they're the what's same. What's the diff? It's like you're a ram, you're a bull. You're a double unicorn. No idea. You know? You're air, oh. you're ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fire or fire or ground. But yeah, I found fire your ground. Oh, is it fire? Oh, oh you shit. did? Aries are a fire sign. Um, okay. So you share a birthday with James. Justin Franklin. Bieber. Okay. No. <laughs> Who did you say? Who did you say? James James Franco. Franco. Congratulations. Uh, you share a birthday with James Franco. Kate Hudson. Uh, Love her. Wait, okay, so, great. Uh, then and then and then Suge Knight, if you remember, he is a rapper. Simu Liu oh. as well. Oh, uh, I can die happy. Oh my god, so <laughs> cute. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh my god. Ali Wong. Love him. Well. Ali Wong? Oh my god, yeah. that's amazing. That's an amazing birthday. Ashley Judd. This is wild. Wow. Am I amazing? Should we just do this for the rest of Let's do this for the rest of the recording. Yeah. Should this be a podcast? So, okay. I'm going to look up April 20th. Wait, yours 23rd. I always... April 23rd. 23rd. April 23rd. No, I'm April the 23rd. 23rd. 2-3. <gasps> April 23rd. 
Simu, Allie, and Kate. Like, I'll take those three any day. 100%. Like, that's so fun. This is what I do in my spare time, by the way. Okay. Yes. All okay. Right. Of April's all the birthdays, the you have to pick three celebrities that you're take- that you're having a dinner party with. Okay? Of all your famous celebrities. You got to grab three. Okay. I'm going to okay. give you the list now, Daniela. Okay. So, John yeah. Cena, Gigi Hadid, Billy S., William Shakespeare, Shirley Temple, weird enough, <gasps> George Lopez. The Curly Girl. Oh, okay. What? I know my people. Okay. okay who I'm are your people? Lopez. Who are your three? Who else? But go on. Sorry. Okay. Uh, there's no one else that's like wildly famous here. Okay, well, I already know. George Lopez, 100%. Because okay. like the George Lopez show was like on every time it was on. I get what was oh it like? ABC? Yeah. It, was like, it was like, it was like, thank God it's Friday. It was like on TGIF. Like yeah. it was on yeah. every Friday. Yeah. I love George mm-hmm. Lopez. And then Shirley Temple is like my original curly girl. Like I, I'm a curly haired girl. I love her. She can tap dance. Same, same. Tap dance. Love it. And then William Shakespeare is like my favorite, probably gay man. So I love him. Wow. What a dinner. Okay. Wait, Aisha, we need to know your celebrity people too. So you can pick three. Okay. I'm going, I'm going. Okay. I found it. And I'm so, oh, okay. I don't, okay. Cameron Diaz is on this list. Okay. Uh, Cameron Diaz, but I don't think I have many people like, um, like Amanda, you had a lot of people. Okay. So Cameron Diaz. Okay. More people that I don't know. More people that I don't know. Hold on. Oh, no. Whoa. I guess this is going to be a lonely fucking dinner. Is, maybe she oh can bring the Charlie's God. Angels and you can maybe be she like. Can drink, she can bring little... some of her like low, low sugar wine or something. No yeah. one here is like Fun. wildly famous. This is. I don't trust this site anymore. I'm going to another yeah. one. I refuse. Go on a okay, different one. Was... It'll probably okay, so say Cameron I'm a tourist yeah. on the other one anyway. Oh, yeah. This isn't fun. I share exactly. a birthday with Cameron Diaz, Warren fucking Buffett. Ew. What? That's cool. Oh. He's a really good person, I hear. Yeah. Uh, isn't he like, oh, I'm confusing him with the Murdoch guy. Never mind. No. Okay. He I was also like, in no. The Office. He was in an episode of The Office. So you can ask him about that. Okay. Maybe I could be a sugar okay. baby as well. Wait, Warren there Buffett? Are you talking about Warren Beatty? Like, which Warren are you talking about? Warren Buffett. Huge- Warren Buffett, okay, like cool. the stock person, right? Okay, but which one was yeah. on The Office? Warren Buffett, the <laughs> stock guy. Really? You know oh. the episode where they're interviewing like Ray Romano, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy Carey, you know, because we're friends. Oh, okay. And he's as like, who's going to potentially replace Michael? And he's one of That's them. That's so funny. I know. That's wild. That's so okay, funny. Okay, fine. Warren Buffett and Cameron Diaz are coming. So you're going to do Cameron and Warren? Yeah, because no one else is famous. But you're going to have an empty seat? I guess you could put your purse on it. Well, just have fun with them. I guess. There's okay. a pop star named BB Rexha, but I don't think I know her. Oh, Gal Gadot. Oh, Gal oh Gadot. great one. Yeah. Wonder Woman, okay. Warren Buffett, and Cameron <laughs> D, and a Charlie's Angel. Are you kidding? You have some of the strongest women. Like, they can pick you up. Like, I don't know, like, toss you around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonder oh, Woman and is... a Charlie's Angel. And then they'll Warren teach Buffett. You how to, like, you, they'll teach you, like, spy moves. I would wow. Oh, I'm that. excited for all of our dinners. I can't wait to hear how both yeah. of your dinners go. Well, oh my everyone in my dinner is dead. So right. Right, 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 George. So <laughs> fair. I'll probably have my dinner in heaven. It's right, all good. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I so hear funny. they serve great crab cakes. I yeah. can't think of who my people are now because I'm panicking. I know. Kate I'll Hudson. go back. I'll go back. Okay, okay. Oh, Kate Hudson, Simu Lee, look. and Ali Wong. Oh, I'm so excited You're again. You're going to have the most fun dinner. I am. And you know what's great? If someone cancels on me, I have so many other people to call. 
you're like marrying Simu. Like that's crazy. Oh, oh Barbie my God. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Let course. me know how Shirley is. You can drink Shirley Temples. I will when I'm dead. Right. I will. Okay, right. Well, it's just gonna be me, George, and a Ouija board, and that's fine. Hundred yeah, percent. Honestly, that sounds like a wonderful Friday. Like that should be my me. next short film: me, George, and a Ouija board. That's me, the name George of your Lopez. memoir. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. I would what is watch it? That. Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah. 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 I love that. Wait, what's Tuesdays with Maury? Oh, I say a reference that I don't really know. It's like a book. (laughs) It happens. And a movie. It happens. I feel like it's a book where like two men meet on a bench for a while and like talk about life. I thought you meant like Maury Povich. Like like he's doing like a special on Tuesday where he's like telling people like like a Maury Povich reboot that only happens on Tuesdays where he tells people (laughs) if they are the father of a wayward woman's child. I would we love. know what Maury is. I would love. We, we're my, not aware of what Maury is. Speaking Aisha. of Maury, my <laughs> Portuguese grandmother, who never learned English for the few decades that she lived in Canada, and I'm like, good, mm-hmm. don't. Classic. She didn't know classic. She knew no English, but she was. Did she never missed an episode of Jerry Springer and WWE? <gasps> That's all she watched. Two a.m. WWE and then Jerry Springer in the afternoons. And I think she picked up a little bit of English from there. Not more, oh, but you know, close. Just a lot of like naughty words. Yeah, I, I think that. it was all the naughty words, which I'm like. What was uh, her name? Oh my god, I almost said Grandma in Portuguese. <laughs> That's not her <laughs> name. Her name was Maria. Like every Maria Portuguese Vavala. woman, her name was Maria. Yeah. Vavala, Vavala is how you grow. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, cute. exactly. Maria Santa. Oh, Maria oh bless her. Bless her. Truly, she God was the best. Her. And God bless both of you. Okay, in closing, I want to ask both of you oh, one last okay. question here. What is something that you would wait in line for, for a drop of? Oh. What mm. what drop would you wait in line for? And let's say to ode your like zombie apocalypse episode, let's say it's like three days straight. You have to wait three days straight in line. What is something you would wait three days straight in line for to drop? And it, okay, is there what are the parameters? Like, can it be like food? Oh, I love this. Honestly, I'm so connected to you. Okay, I love organized. Fun. No, do okay. there have to be parameters? Like, can we just <laughs> like what are you guys talking about? Parameters, like. It's a question. So Let's just I'm like, what a fun night out. I'll send an itinerary. Like, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm like, okay. You guys are okay. insane. Do you mind if we? Oh my gosh. I was okay. gonna say. So I was funny. gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say? say. Um, I would certainly mm. wait three days in line to be remotely close to the stage if at a Rolling Stones concert. I would oh, wait a week. Good one. If I could like, see Mick yeah. Jagger or like Paul McCartney or like honestly even like. I'm just such a rock concert girl. I don't know what to say. Like, I just, I, I'm, it's fucked up that I haven't seen the Rolling Stones. Daniela loves live music. I do. Well, that's also a good one because you're waiting for an experience rather than a product. It feels like it makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just for me. Yeah. I'm a live concert kind of person and you know, that's just who I am. And I know that it's all online now, but if it had to be in a line, you know, it's almost like, oh, wait, a week to be front row with the Rolling Stones, I would be like, obviously, get me my bucket. Yes, that's what it is. And it's in person. It's line, yeah. in person. You can't leave the line. You can bring food. Thank God. The season is whatever season you want it to be. I'm giving Thank those parameters. 
You're so welcome. Thank you so much. Because I'm welcome. literally stressed out being like, and I was doing this and I was like, stop doing that because you're stressing everyone out. Um, <laughs> I saw you with little I, things on your face and I'm like, that's me. That's me in therapy. That was me four hours ago. Um, okay. So I have this decision. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, um, okay. Also, it, the, quick, the quickest segue, I think that'd be a really yes. good episode of The Drop. Like an old, like a, an older band, and like they're literally turning to dust. So we must see them, and then like I just. <laughs> oh my god! Are you kidding? Really really like, Mick Jagger had a baby like last week. What are you talking about? Like okay, oh him. the sperm of men. Uh, oh yeah. yes. Um, what am I waiting in line for? <gasps> um, okay, I would <laughs> wait in line. Oh, it's such a dorky idea. It's so it's That's dorky okay. though. Embrace I the really, dork. It's really it dorky. can't be a calculator. Can't be <laughs> no, it's like Again. um okay. If I do go somewhere, like to see like a rare artifact or whatever, like there are people that don't care about that, but I'm one of the people that do. Like the last time I waited in line, like the um, doors open Toronto had like you could line up to go see go to the uh, the rare books library to see like rare artifacts, and we waited in line for ninety minutes. And I and people were like, "This is dumb." And I was like, "I can't wait to see the original drawings by Margaret Atwood, or what? Like she had like wow. her sketches or her like notes yeah, or that's whatever." Sweet. Yeah. So I'm a dork. So like, and I've definitely done that in different countries. Like the, I was in, I went to Italy once, and we were able, we were in Florence, Firenze, and we were able to see. We so went nice. to the Uffizi Gallery, I think. And I'm my boyfriend at the time was like, "We're leaving." I was like, "No, I have to see the Mona Lisa." And he's like, "It's not here." And I was like, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> But like, it's like frog. Oh no! It was Michelangelo's David. I was like, I need to see David's yeah. dick, and oh, like I literally yeah. we waited you gotta see forever. The baby forever. But like, <laughs> little I, that's what I would wait a little for. Bit I would, yeah, little dicky. That's so nice. Oh. So you would you would wait in line for books and art? I yeah, like to see like that's rare nice. artifacts. What would you wait in line for, Amanda? Um, you know, I was I asked the question and I didn't think of what I would well, wait in line I, for. In the hot seat. Uh, oh, I would wait in line. Oh, I want it so bad now. I would wait in line for like if there was an artist that I liked, like a like an mm-hmm. illustrating artist, and I would get to watch them like live paint on a sweater, and then I get to buy the sweater, like a one of a kind, Whoa. and they just like illustrate something on there. Whoa. That sounds like a true drop episode. That. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Something like that. Aisha, we had to cut it. We had something yeah. similar to that. <gasps> okay, that's well, then so I would cool. wait for that. Amanda, you're in the zeitgeist. That. That's that's a really okay. cool. Oh my god! So I am artist? tuned in. A hundred percent. Is there it. an artist like alive or dead? Oh yes. There's this one artist, and all I know is her first name is Ann. I was gonna say Ann. I was gonna say it wrong. Erin. And I follow her on Instagram, and she's like a legit artist. She has a friend of mine bought a couple of her paintings, and they're in her house. Cause she's not an actor. So she has a house and she has paintings and they're yeah. so beautiful. And so I can't afford them, but I just follow her on Instagram and I would love any of her stuff. Well, I think we can get this sponsorship going. Like, what Oh you my God. Yeah. Can we? I like, do. Oh, yeah. let's, let's get I an do. episode going. We'll, I will interview her. We'll somehow yeah. we'll do all of it. I don't know, but it would be, I would wait in line for that. Like something That's for so me, cool. I'm a, I'm very sentimental. So for me, I, I I don't have the allure of like, oh, the new, and I'm saying this with zero condescension, with like the new mm-hmm. Air Jordans. Like iPhone. That brings so much love. Yes, new iPhone. Like I don't have that. But if it's something sentimental or if it's something meaningful or if it's something like in this moment there was an experience, like I'm there. If it was something like that, 
I would totally mm. wait in line to be like, this was a story. This was an experience. This is something I'm taking away that was like a piece of care and love in a moment. And I get to now cherish that as like a memory. I'm fucking there. I would wait. And I'm very patient when I commit to it. So I'd fucking wait. Okay. Okay. Well, we will see. It's as if I'm like, I I suddenly feel like I'm at an interview to be like, can I wait in line with you two in real life? Are we waiting in Um, line? Yeah. I choose me. So yeah, I think so. Let me know when the next drop is happening and I'll wait in line. Yeah. Oh, we will love tell it. you, and we will email I you. Love it. Have wow. you ever changed Thank your you so tampon much. in a line before? <laughs> no. Oh my god. I, <laughs> no, well, I haven't. But I would love to try it out. Well, come wait in line. I'd love to. I'm. I'm going to say that I don't want to try that, but I'm happy to have like I'll hold up the t-shirt while y'all do it. Okay, yeah. great. You know what? Oh my god, I I feel like I literally in my head as soon as I was like, yeah, sure. In my head, I was like, no, I'm the friend who'd hold up like the sheet. Like I don't want to change my tampon. I'm the friend. I'm the There's friend no who would choice. cover everybody. There's no choice. The bottom line is that like, do you we can't all have leave to do the it? line? Oh no, yes, yes, yes. I would, okay. cho- I would choose toxic shock syndrome. I would choose TSX yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. If I had my period, I would cancel. Like I would just cancel that day. I think. Like I'm just gonna be really upfront. I would stay in Our bed. Sick days for gig workers. Okay, okay. you're right. Oh god, yeah. you're so right. It's so sad. There's no sick days. Okay, fair. I'll see you there. I'll bring tampons and pads and diapers and snacks and I'll oh. bake and I'll I'll bring it. I'm so many backpacks. I'll bring so many backpacks. I have That's so much so camping funny. gear. I'll bring it. Okay. Okay. Great. Wow. We need it. Wow. Great. We need it. Thank you so much to both of you for coming and doing this today. I think you're both fabulous professionals. You seem both fabulous as people. And this this recording time together is just like further acknowledging that to me. I'm like, yep, they're wonderful. So thank you so much for being a part of this. And I, I really mean this, that I cannot wait to see like what you two make next. I was re-watching a bunch of stuff today and like shitty roommate. I laughed out loud. Alex, tears in my eyes again. Like I really enjoy both of your work. So I think you're wonderful and I'm excited to whatever you make next. I'll watch it. Thank you so much. I'll wait for the drop. Thank you so much. Oh my pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. We're so happy we get to be here. It's so much fun. Loved it. Oh yeah, tongues. Uh, uh Wow. Okay, mine is like dark brown. Um, Mine's great. Literally, you cannot come for me because I swear I brought you that bottle of wine because I know you like it. Because I'm bad at giving gifts, so I would next time you're choosing the wine, homie. Okay. Honestly, it's delicious. I just needed an aerator. Like, yeah, that's all. It's It's air conditioning aerator. It's It's Italian. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, judge it? Like, it's fine. Danny, could you could you pour a little bit and then we'll use that in the outro for your aerator sound? Sure. Let me get this as close to the speaker as I can. Okay, great. And Wherever it was last time was perfect. Okay. Sounds good. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> sounds like was a, that good? sounded like a fart, like an ugly little fart. That is what we <laughs> aim for. <laughs> so that's great. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Liquid Courage podcast. If you like what you heard and you're looking to support the show, here's a few ways you can help. You can leave the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Liquid Courage Podcast, or, and best of all, you can tell a friend about the show. Tell a family member, tell a coworker, post about your favorite episode online, spread the word. That really is the best way to help support the show and help it grow. 
<laughs> Did I just rhyme? Okay, until the next episode. Cheers. <laughs>